0: The College Basketball Experience ACC season preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Gotta do that. We're also brought to you by prediction strike. Yes. Prediction strike is the only performance based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use the promo code SGPN to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more at prediction strike. We're also brought to you by SGPN. Yes. The SGPN app is now live in the app store and Google play store. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So download that app for free today. Yes. Yes. Welcome. Welcome to the college basketball experience, ACC season preview. My name is Colby swinging database Dan, AKA pick Dundee. D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. And are we really, are we really just 14 days away from the almighty college basketball Look, I had to bring this guy in. Cause I think it's our two fav- Both of us our favorite sports overall. Give Agreed. it a Yes. Confirmed. Yes. Give it up for the DFS. God himself. The rooftop IPA drinking home making tobacco road, living the free lock given former, former Herndon basketball league MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place
1: to be. What's up, man? Two weeks away. I don't even know if I feel like I'm ready for the overlap of college football and college basketball, but it is a wonderful time of the year. Yeah, man. And I mean, I, I can't wait for this the
0: opening college basketball. I mean, you got big matchups, you got great mid-major matchups. Um, I, I'd sign me up for just uh, God's Eye. Look, I already have God's Eye on Saturday what college basketball essentially does is gives
1: me God's eye every day of the week. It's going to be fantastic as a newly married man. Are you, are you going to see your wife much over the next uh, four months? Uh, You
0: know, I work six days a week, 30 hours a day. All right. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Look, I got, I got through it. I said, honey, now I need to go to work.
1: All right, right, right. We can have lunch on Mondays in the afternoon. And uh, other than that, (laughs) it's all business.
0: And then I said, sweetie, don't worry. The USFL season will end sometime in June. All right. Cause this is going to go into, into March madness and then USFL uh, rumored to be kicking on April 15th. Wow. Um, wow. So,
1: Excellent.
0: so we'll just have a perfect just slate of games all through it just it's, 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 it's everything right now. It's just everything is hitting um, uh, we're just 14 days away. Duke, Kentucky, uh, what was it? Uh, some of the big matchups, some of the nice. Kansas, Michigan State. Yeah, I, I like uh, I like some of these mid-major matchups. I, I know this is the ACC pod, so maybe I won't dive into all of these. But little Belmont, Ohio, fun. Utah Valley, Boise State, that's gonna be fun. I mean, there's some yeah. there's some nice matchups here. Hofstra. Could they, you know, they play Houston. Hofstra has been a good team in the CAA lately.
1: Definitely Uh, a a rebuilding Houston program. Maybe catch them early.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Toledo Valpo. I think good little mid-major matchup. Um, Akron at Ohio state. Could you smell upset there? How about, how about the boys, uh, North Carolina central traveling to Richmond, a little upset and
1: uh, yeah, I don't know about that.
0: Uh, hold on. There's a few others that I thought caught my eye. Any chance Evansville? You know, Evansville. A few years ago, one at Kentucky. They they play at the Cincinnati. Aces. They play at Cincinnati.
1: They've been pretty bad last couple of years. And I think they got a new coach there too. Actually, that, that if, if memory serves me correctly, they were showing some signs of life last year. right? Yeah. Yeah. They were. Walter McCarty is the old coach. He's gone. Yeah. The new coach. I'm totally drawing a blank on. But uh, but no, I don't think they gotta win that game. What
0: about Greg Paulus and his Niagara well, whoever's, uh, at Xavier?
1: Hey, any chance? You know what?
0: Possibly. <laughs>
1: How about <laughs> M- Miami, Ohio, Georgia Tech? That's an ACC matchup. Especially Georgia Tech is is rebuilding big time, you know, losing Alvarado and uh, the big man uh, right. So uh, maybe they might catch him there. Yeah, Bowling Green,
0: Western Carolina, two mid majors that were good a season ago. Action, I like it. Um, I mean, I, I, I what, what is the? There's a couple of late night games that I thought were fire. I think, I think Nevada gets someone, and then uh, I don't know. There's so many fucking games now on that Tuesday. But how about? Well, Cle-
1: don't you worry because I'm sure we will have a podcast leading up to the opening day. will we'll probably break down you know, every game with yes. the line, uh, yes. but for now let's focus on the task at hand, which is previewing the greatest conference in all the land, at least in the eighties and nineties <laughs> and maybe in the 2000s. I think the
0: first, the, the, the first decade in the two thousands as well,
1: maybe even the, the 2010s, but not the twenty twenties so far, because the ACC was not very good a year ago. They had uh, an abysmal tournament. And looking at the upcoming season, I think there's two or three, like potential final four teams, but I would say zero like favorite to hit, to, to make it to the final four.
0: Yeah. I'm curious, like, where would you place the, like, I know it's preseason preseason rankings are all shit. And, uh, yes. but where would you rank this conference among, it seems like parody is, is very, Evident in college basketball right now. Like, where who would you give the well, top conference? to would day? say
1: the SEC, Pac-12, and Big Ten are ahead of the ACC right now, and you could make arguments with the Big Twelve and the Big East. The Big Twelve has um, the reigning champion, the sure, Baylor Bears. Yeah. yeah, right, and they have Kansas, who is loaded this year. Um, so yeah, you could argue that ACC is fifth or sixth best right now, which pains me to say it as a guy who's always watched the ACC since I was a freaking six-year-old little boy. Uh, you know, you're, you're used to having ACC the best, maybe on a down year, second or third best, but they have fallen a little bit here. And with the coaching turnover that's happening and is going to happen in the coming years, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, I mean, college sports is all about who the coach is for the most part. Um, so it'll be interesting if they, if they can restake their claim on top of the college basketball world here soon.
0: All right. So I'm going to ask you at some point, we're going to go team by team. And then I'm going to ask you about the pecking order of what you think, who's in the tournament, who's not in the tournament. And let's start off with a team that's never in the tournament. Not since the days of Howard Isley and Bill Curley. And uh, who else went to BC? Who was uh, the big man for the, the Lakers and the suns?
1: Uh Jared
0: Jared Dudley. Jared yeah. Dudley.
1: Yeah. I don't know, if he's a big man. He was a wing guy. He's like 6-6. Six, six. Well,
0: he was big in college.
1: You got to remember player.
0: Larry Johnson <laughs> played some some center at UNLV and he's 6-5. <laughs> um, right, right. All right, but Earl Grant new head coach coming in from Charleston. You know, he uh, Earl Grant was a former assistant for Greg Marshall at Wichita State. Well, Greg Marshall is not at Wichita State anymore, but uh, that's where he got uh, a lot of successes. Wichita went to the Final Four, um, and he he brings over a couple of big guys from Charleston, me- mainly Brevin Galloway, a guy who averaged 15 points a game from Charleston, but also their top recruit that was headed to Charleston, Kanye Jones, out of Florida, coming to Boston College now, basically following Earl Grant. And uh, look, they return Makai Ashton Langford. Uh, they bring back some other veterans and James Karnick, uh, Frederick Scott and DeMar Langford that were solid contributors a season ago. But the real, the real thing, and I guess Earl Grant is, is a defensive coach. Cause that's what Wichita was known for. But Boston college had the 335th worst defense when it came to uh, opponent's field goal percentage.
1: That's not very good
0: there's only like 350 some teams. So uh, yeah, that's, that's easily the worst in the ACC. What do you make of what, what's a great year for Earl grant? I mean, I don't think it's NCA tournament, but like what, what no, do you, of
1: course not. What, well, what
0: would lead you on the right path to say, Hey, he's got something he's
1: building. Well, you know, why we're talking about Boston College first? Either means we're going alphabetically, yes. or we're going from worst to first. <laughs> alphabetically, I was planning on. Uh, okay, that's what I assumed. Uh, I would say Boston College a successful season is not finishing last in the ACC. Uh, you know, maybe how about you get a bye in the ACC tournament, which means you're not one of the worst four. That would be a successful season. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they probably will finish dead last. The team lost a lot from a year ago and they weren't very good a year ago. Um, The guys they have coming in, you know, Galloway, Bickerstaff, uh, McLaughlin, they were solid players at much smaller schools, you know, with the level of competition just wasn't at the ACC level. So really your returners, Ashton Langford is the only guy who's, who's basically a solid contributor, you know. So, just major question marks across the board here, looking at the roster and the coach is a question mark too. I mean, uh, I think Earl Grant did a solid job at at College of Charleston, but uh, they were better under Bobby Kremens, um, and th- there might have been a coach in between there too. So, a lot of you know question marks when it comes to the Golden Eagles here. I expect them to struggle again, like they have for the, at least the last five years or so. Shit, I'm thinking the last decade. Well, when Skinner was there, they were solid. Um, that might be closer to a decade than five years, though. So, yeah, you might be right.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think. Hold on. Now, what would you say the odds are in them
1: finishing dead last in the ACC? Pretty high, right? Pretty high. I think um, you could make an argument that uh, Pitt could be in the running and Wake Forest. I I think Wake's going to start to have a good year this year. I'm got- I, Yeah, I mean, I, I think Wake could surprise some people, uh, and f- I don't know. I was gonna say maybe finish middle of the pack, but that would definitely be their ceiling. But r- right now, I think Wake Force is clearly better than than BC. So, and I think Pitt has a little bit more talent, also. So, yeah, right now, it's it BC screams to me worst team in the league. Tough, tough. Well, this next team, the Clemson Tigers,
0: coached by Brad Brunel. And I, I think I saw did he get an extension.
1: <laughs> I saw that too
0: just within the last couple of weeks or so. We were calling for him to be on the hot seat and he got an extension. Made the tournament last year, lost to Rutgers, but I will say this, I kind of like the roster he's bringing back. To be I think they could be better than last year with, uh, with Amir Dawes and and Nick Honor, uh Nick Honor, the the Fordham transfer who played well at uh at Clemson last season. Yeah, And then they, they go out and get David Collins. And I, I don't know how much South Florida bowl basketball you got to watch, but I like David Collins and, and the, the player. Yeah. And uh, Nas Bohannon uh, from Youngstown state, a guy average averaged just about 17 points, eight boards. We'll see if he can do that in the ACC, but uh Hunter Tyson, a reserve that, that showed some flashes he's back. What
1: do you I think? Ma- the big, the big question mark is PJ hall. He was the five-star recruit last year had overall a pretty underwhelming freshman season for someone that was, you know, that highly regarded coming in. Uh, he's a question mark, I think, cause they, they need him. They need him big time to fill the shoes of Amir Sims. Um, Amir Sims did everything for this team, rebounding points, you know, just, he was just their, their leader. Uh, so I don't think they're as good as a year ago. Now they do have some interesting pieces coming in. You know, those guys that you mentioned, we'll see how quickly they can come together as a team here. But I think this is more of a middle of the pack team. Um, I I don't think they're dancing this year. I I think that this is kind of a a, uh, rebuilding season.
0: I I just like David Collins. I think that's a, he's a gritty player to me. And I think
1: he's going to just help the team from a toughness standpoint. It'll well, be- they're going to need it cuz also I mean Sims leaves a vacuum of toughness. I, I mentioned I mentioned some of his other attributes, uh, but he was a tough player, you know, that big power forward, wide frame. You didn't mess with Clemson cuz you knew Sims was there. So they're going to need some of that toughness. Um, yeah, nice little addition there. So what's a great season for for the newly extended Brownell
0: to to you because uh, it, you know, what NCAA tournament birth and then yeah, first yeah. just like
1: last year yeah, pretty much. Last year they won around or they beat uh they beat Rutgers or did they lose to them in the second. They round? lost to Rutgers. Yeah. Lost to Rutgers. Okay, got gotcha. you. In the first round they lost. That's yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. It was okay. a, that was a, a slug fest.
1: Yeah. A I sl- mean, that seems like the ceiling for Clemson basketball under Brownell basically. I don't know how far uh, in front of me I don't have like the furthest they've gotten in the tournament. Maybe they've won a game. I don't think they've gone sweet 16.
0: Do you, do you know that they attempted 24 and a half, three pointers per game last year?
1: I did not know that. Um, that's an interesting stat though.
0: I mean, but, but they also they weren't the best shooting team. That's the irony right. here is uh, they shot a lot of them. Didn't uh, hit at a great level, but uh, wonder, I wonder well, how that evolves.
1: Well, I think in part of that was, I don't think they had any, any playmakers. I don't think they had like any decent drivers really. So it was more, I guess, driving kick, you know, shoot the three Uh, the post game. I think, you know, Sims was basically the only guy in the post. So if you, if if you're not driving the ball great, if you don't have very many good post players, then you're going to jack up some threes. Uh, Yeah. We'll see with uh, these new guys coming in here, you know, what they can bring to the table and, and if that offensive uh, philosophy changes some.
0: Yeah, and like you said, uh, P.J. Hall, I think, is the guy to circle him, and I would say David Collins, I think, has the big. Yeah. Uh, like w- they'll go as as Clemson goes. Uh, all right, I want to tell the folks out there that the college football or exp- er, college football, college basketball experience it's it's preseason still. All right, uh, is brought to you by WinBet, ready to win money and boost your odds. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, college football, college basketball, MLB, NBA, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA and more. Win has some great new bonuses as well. New users can bet $1 and win a hundred on any sport. I mean, come on plus you can go get $1500 as a free bet on Winbet if you make a, a first deposit of $20 or more whatever your first wager is Winbet will match it 200% so that means if you throw it out 100 they'll give you 200 bucks as a free bet max wager match is 750 which basically means $1500 as a match Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at Winbet from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. We have what you need to win. Ready to play? Well, sign up today to receive a special offer, a risk-free thousand dollar sports bet. Bet big, win big with Winbet. Download the Winbet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-I-N-N-Bet.com. I mean, I just can't I just can't believe we're two weeks away from every day, me watching some college hoops, I'll be texting NC Nick. I'll be texting Patty C. Make sure you subscribe to the college basketball experience and also subscribe to the college football experience. We hit you year round on both of these podcasts, both of these, uh, you know, the college world. We love it.
1: We love it. So, uh, I mean, uh, other than the random Sunbelt game, that might be on a Wednesday or Tuesday or something. Yeah. Usually Tuesday and Wednesday, you're like, come on, man. You know, I get football Thursday through Monday. What am I going to do with these two days of the week? Other than see my new wife, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> two right? weeks, every day of the week. College basketball. that's it's beautiful. It's just so beautiful. All right. Uh,
0: coach K farewell tour NC Nick. If you're a first time listener is a Duke fan. So I'm so curious. This takes uh, uh, as, as coach K exits. This is his farewell tour before John Shire takes over. As head coach, and uh, it's gonna be interesting. They return Wendell Moore Jr., Jeremy Roach, and, and uh, big man Mark Williams. They got the number four recruiting class in the nation, led by what Paulo Banchero. Did there I get that correct?
1: Well done, well done.
0: AJ Griffin and Trevor Kiels Banchero coming all the way from Seattle. Surprised he didn't go to Gonzaga. Um. And I think some of the big things is uh, that recruiting class and bringing in Theo, John from Marquette. I think he could be an X factor this year. I know they brought nice in addition. They brought in a Davidson transfer and Bates Jones. We'll see how that works out. I don't know how much PT he'll get, but Theo, John is the one I think you circle. Yes. Uh, obviously Duke missed the tournament for the first time since what? 95 last year. And uh, how about this? They actually, uh, they couldn't guard the three ball. Last year, Duke uh, guarded the the three ball the worst they have since
1: 1999. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, they just overall defensively they weren't very good. 79th in Ken Palm, and yeah, like you said, they they struggled on the perimeter. Uh, You know, it was one of those years. and we've mentioned it on this pod before with all the all the fresh faces. The the same was with Kentucky, where you know with COVID and the lack of practice time and everything. It was a recipe for not a, for not very good season, you know, and that's exactly what happened. I do expect uh, Duke to bounce back here. They do have a very talented roster young and inexperienced as usual, but we do have some, some pieces coming back here. Uh, I think they can be better on defense. I think um, a lot of it might depend. Well, two things I'll say Uh, they need Paulo Banchero to play. Like he is the going to be a lottery pick. Like he's projected currently and also in the backcourt, Jeremy Roach's progression from year one to year two is key. They need better quarterback uh, quarterback, better point guard play than they got a season ago. But those two guys, uh, you know, I think they have what it takes. And then the front court could be really good. Mark Williams it came on towards the end of last year big time. Yeah, he did. Pair yeah, pair him with Theo John, who I, I think Theo John is probably gonna come off the bench. I think Theo John is underrated though. Yeah. I, I think it's a perfect matchup or, you know, a perfect fit with those two guys working together. First off, I mean, Williams is a, a true seven footer. And then Theo, John comes in at like six, 250. Those are two very large men. And there's going to be times where they're both on the court at the same time. And you know, the rebounding is going to be excellent. Interior defense is going to be excellent. So I'm excited about this team here. Um, you know, uh, now that the second best recruit other than Banchero, AJ Griffin is injured right now. I think he's going to be out another two or three weeks, miss the start of the season. So we got to get him up to speed here quickly. But it's a talented team with enough experience. It's a, a, a good mix. So it's going to be interesting uh, what Coach K can do in his last season. Well, and he opens up Tuesday,
0: November 9th against the Kentucky Wildcats. Any uh, prediction on that game? Is, is Coach K going <laughs> to get Calipari in his final
1: stop? Well, you know, as usual, both teams have fresh new faces, but most of Kentucky's new faces are older players, transfers, you know, coming in. So they definitely have the experience edge, Uh, but you know, you can go back to when uh, Duke had Zion and RJ Barrett, and they just whipped the floor with Kentucky in that opening game. Uh, I guess it was three years ago now. Yeah. So uh, come on, man. You know I'm not going against my Blue Devils. All right. Some of the other
0: out of conference games I want to hit on the farewell tour. Gonzaga plays Duke in Las Vegas on uh, uh, the day after Thanksgiving. How about that? And that's going to be
1: a tough game for Duke. You know, especially with the experience that Mark Fuse bring bringing back. Uh, As long as he's not drinking and driving anymore. Uh, I, get to, I think you have to favor <laughs> Gonzaga there. Call an Uber, Mark.
0: Yeah. Even if you're going from Moscow to wherever. I mean, because he was in Idaho, Coeur d'Alene to uh, Spokane, <laughs> whatever. Uh, you got enough money to do that. Um, you also get uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes in Columbus on
1: the farewell tour there. That's the ACC Big Ten Challenge, I believe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, those are the three huge marquee matchups. There's some decent mid majors like Cleveland State, App State, and uh, the Citadel on there. But uh, farewell tour for Coach K, and as you know, they end the season against the North Carolina Tar Heels on Saturday, March fifth. That is one to circle um, at home
1: in Cameron Indoor.
0: Yeah. So, so what do you make of Duke? What, do, what I know you're a Duke. You're going to say,
1: oh, the Final Four this year. Um, <laughs> well, look, you know, I'm a Duke fan, but I try to be realistic and I try to look at it, you know, in, 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 take off my rose colored glasses. I try to look at it and critique it the way I would if they were any other team. Per, sometimes, perhaps, I'm even harder on them because they're my team, especially on the gridiron. But we don't need to talk about Duke football. Mm-hmm. Um, so I alluded to earlier, I think there's a couple schools, maybe three ACC schools that have a legitimate chance at a Final Four. I think Duke is one of those. Um, but I, I think there's better teams across the country. I think there's probably, shoot, I don't know, at least at least five better teams, if not seven, eight, you know, something like that. So right now, I think um, the odds of them making a Final Four are less than fifty percent. But I think they have a chance. Okay,
0: okay, you heard it here first, folks. Duke Blue Devil talk from NC Nick. Uh, let's talk about another team that has really been one of the better teams in the ACC of late. And that is the Florida state Seminoles. Interesting that they lost a a good 66% of their team from a season ago. How about this? Florida state has also won 25 straight home ACC games. That's the second longest streak in ACC history. Only I didn't know that. Yeah. Only to Duke from 97 to 2000. Interesting. So going into Tallahassee, no, there's no fans reading books at the Florida State basketball games, apparently. Um, but this is an interesting one because last year, COVID season, obviously, but the, the AAC preseason Player of the Year was a guy named Caleb Mills, who transferred out of Houston after about five games. Uh, but the year before, had a great year. I mean, get 13 points a game, shooting 40 percent from three he is, uh, coming into, uh, coming into, uh, Tallahassee. So that will be interesting to watch as he fits in. They also have Kentucky transfer Cameron Fletcher. He transfers in. And then, you know, this is what's interesting is they have Matthew Cleveland, number 22, recruiting the nation coming in as a, as well as a f- couple four stars and Jalen Worley and John Butler. They actually have three top hundred players. If you, uh, go by the rankings. They're coming in to Tallahassee. They got Malik Osborne back at the forward spot. They still got uh Raekwon Evans and Anthony polite, as well as reserve Wyatt Wilkes NC Nick. I mean, Hamilton's got this thing rolling right now. Why? I, I understand you said there. I, 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 I kind of had this thing as two tiers when I look yeah. at the ACC. Okay. I don't know who's going to win this thing. I think that you you want to say, okay, well, Florida state, Duke Carolina, pr- pr- but Virginia always overachieves to me, especially when it's not COVID. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Virginia tech, I think is on that upper tier. I think you can make a case for Louisville, but I, I, I think Louisville's second tier, but I think the first tier Duke, Carolina, Virginia, Virginia tech and Florida state. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, that's fair. I think you probably do want to throw Louisville in there. Um, what about Syracuse? They made a great run. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, so I think Syracuse is probably on the second tier. Uh, yeah. There'll be a lot of head scratcher games of theirs. they will probably lose to a, a mid-major team in the uh, out of conference. They, they might start things off slow, but their track record last 10 years or so, or, or maybe, maybe, you know, ever since Beheim's been there, is. Uh, they're they're playing their best ball come March, so um, I don't think Syracuse is going to compete to win the ACC regular season. Uh, I think the winner of the regular season will well maybe we'll get there towards the end here. But uh, yeah, I would say they're on a second tier. Um, one team that we have not mentioned yet is Notre Dame, and it'll be interesting to see what tier they land on because I think they're coming in a little underrated this season.
0: I agree, but yeah, but, but overall, I I agree with your tiers. But Florida State is now when you look at this team, you say, well, they lost 66% of their team last year.
1: Could they be better? It's going to be interesting. Cause you feel like, you know, this is a unique year for, for Florida state. Cause usually they have a lot of experience coming back. Uh, yeah. Not a whole lot of players leaving early traditionally under Hamilton. So you have a lot of uh, upperclassmen. So basically their only solid returner. I mean, Anthony polite is their best returner. He's a solid player. Raquan Evans is like, a, I mean, a serviceable point guard, probably better coming off the bench and Malik Osborne's a, a solid, you know, forward also, but that's it pretty much, you know, w- Wilkes and Nagome, uh, they were reserves, not a whole lot of minutes. So really it's, it's up to the freshmen, very nice recruiting class. And some of these big time transfers like Caleb Mills and Cameron Fletcher, uh, as far as a talent level, I, I like it, um, but they are younger than usual and they are uh, in more experienced playing with each other than they usually are. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, how they play towards the beginning of the season and compare it towards the end. At this point, you have to have faith in Hamilton that he can, you know, get this team to gel and, and you know, play good basketball. So uh, Florida state has a high ceiling. They are actually the, the, one of the, the, the other teams along with Duke and UNC who I think have potential Final four capabilities.
0: And Caleb Mills only played one real season at Houston, and this is a guy that had uh, lit it up for over twenty-two points eight times. Eight. He's a baller. Yeah, as a freshman there in Houston last year, just played a couple games. So the other
1: difference with Florida State too is that they're not going to be as big on the interior. Usually, they always have a couple seven footers. Yeah. And you know they're gonna have to really rely on that one freshman, John Butler. He is a seven footer, but you know um, they they, he,
0: they they actually have a JUCO transfer coming in at seven
1: three to Naheem Cloud. <laughs> okay, well I mean, it's making more sense. Yeah. Uh. Uh. But uh, yeah, just a, a little bit different of a roster than usual for Florida State. So it'll be interesting to see how they come along.
0: Yeah. Uh. But what's the ceiling there? Final four, you said, right? Yeah. 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 I, th- I think so, and I think they've n- never been to the Final Four, so uh, I think he's taking them to the Elite Eight once or twice and uh yeah uh this is a big year see if he can continue cuz i mean they're recruiting really well now in Tallahassee the best i mean
1: since the days of Doug yeah. Edwards Bob Surra Andre were, Reed uh,
0: and uh, Charlie
1: Ward <laughs> Andre Reed was uh, he, he, i don't think he belongs in the rest of that <laughs> book. He, he wasn't quite as good as uh, Sam the, Cassell the also man damn that was a good there you go. yeah but uh yeah. they were fi- they, they, they were sweet 16 a year ago um, and yeah, I think to your point, they could be better this year. I think they could go another round or two.
0: Yeah. Um, and I'm going to ask you the pecking order here at the end of this. So stay tuned. Uh, next up, a team that overachieved last year won the ACC tournament, but it, it, it default in a way. Um, and then they got their hearts broken because Moses Wright couldn't play against Loyola Chicago in the NCAA tournament. And now Moses Wright's gone, Jose Alvarado's gone but Michael Devoe is back averaging 15 points a game and him. Like this is a guy that was pretty, pretty darn good last year for the yellow jackets, uh, 15 points, 4.3 boards, 3.3 assists. They also have uh, the likes of a, 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 a big time recruit coming in. Keep an eye out on Debo Coleman. Um, and then you look and you say, okay, well, where else can this come from? Jordan ushers back a guy who averaged just about 12 points a game a season ago. That could be big. Who's going to pick up the slack? This team was great at stealing the ball, great defensively. Top 10 in steals in the country, number 8. How are they going to be able to to carry on without uh, those two huge pieces, Bubble Parham back at the guard spot. I'm assuming it'll be DeVoe and Parham, Usher uh, at the 3, and then well, I don't know, maybe it's Debo Coleman. He's such a big recruit. Is he going to start then? Uh, I don't know how they're going to do this and then at the forward spot really I think they're going to ask Rodney Howard and Khalid Moore to uh, step up in in the absence of Moses Wright. I uh, know they also brought in a uh, a Mississippi State transfer in Davion Smith, who was a high recruit there, but kind of struggled his freshman year. What do we make of uh, the Yellow Jackets and Josh Pastner's bunch?
1: Yeah, uh, first off, this is the, this season will show like it, it, how pastor is as a as a head coach. I mean, he was on the hot seat a couple of years ago. And, and then, you know, riding on Alvarado and Wright, the two seniors. Uh, I mean, you, you, you don't lose those guys and be anywhere near the same team as you were a season ago. So I think Georgia Tech's going to struggle. Um, yeah, I mean, they have some nice pieces DeVoe and Usher for starters. Parham is a nice shooter off the bench. He can kind of light it up or he can go cold. You know, he's kind of inconsistent. So, uh, yeah, that guy Coleman, the freshman and the transfer, Davion De- Smith. Uh, you know, if they can come in and produce this team can be solid, but those are the question marks right now, I think. And Uh, uh, overall looking, comparing this to other teams in the ACC, you got to say bottom half of the conference.
0: Interesting. Um, I was funny. I was reading some, uh, some publications that were calling for them to be on the bubble to make the NCAA tournament, but NIT I don't know. It'll Be interesting to see, but I will say this. You can't make up for Jose Alvarado. You know, first off, one of the top defensive guards in the country.
1: You a mentioned lo- the steals. That's, that's, yeah. that's a lot. A, a, yeah. A lot of his uh, and, doing there
0: and thirties. He played 37.1 minutes a game last year. There's only 40 minutes in college basketball guys. He basically played the whole game. Yeah. Can you make up for that? I mean, he was the heart of that team, in my opinion. I know Moses Wright was a damn good player, and they clearly missed him in that NCAA tournament game. But I think that's the real question: is can they sustain? uh, Can they can they get an identity? Because I think Alvarado was their team's identity.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, these guys who were contributors last year, now they're going to be top dogs, and you know, we'll see because not every not every player wants to be a top dog like Alvarado did. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting what Pastor can do here. But I, I expect you know a pretty. Pretty big drop off.
0: Uh, yeah, I think I'm with you. I think they're going to be, and they might get get good by the end of the year. I expect them to kind of struggle at the gate, and we'll see how they do come February, come 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 conference play. But uh, this is a team I find rather interesting this year, the Louisville Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think this could be a dangerous team. I I know Jones, the Radford transfer is gone. I know they struggled last year. But this was a team that was very active in the transfer portal. And when you look up, at, look at what they return, um, uh, I'll key in on what they returned first. Dre Davis, who was a, a bad shooting guard forward for them a season ago, but kind of a gritty player. Uh, Jalen Withers, Samuel uh, Williamson, those three alone returned with, with some decent, decent value from a season ago. Like they played and and were pretty good contributors. Um, Malik Williams got some burn as well, but I think the big thing here is what they went out and got in the transfer portal. Matt cross yeah. comes in from Miami and he played in limited time, but he played well, shot the three well. And that's another thing they couldn't hit. They, they were 14th in the ACC at shooting the three and 298th nationally last year. Wow. wow. So I think Chris Mack made a point of emphasis. I know he's suspended for like the first week of the season or something, but uh, that Matt cross comes in. Then they brought in also some sneaky good rec- uh, transfers here. Noah lock from, from Florida where he averaged just 11 a solid player, 11 points per game. And he also was one of the sec's top three point shooters. So between him and cross, those guys can shoot the three much better than anything the Cardinals had. And then they go out and get Gerard West, a guy from Marshall who averaged 12.5 points per game, who led the conference USA in steals and assist also shot 41% from three. So they went out and got shooters, and then the big one is late. This guy originally uh, at at Western Carolina last year, seventeen points per game, six boards, five assists, and Mason Faulkner. He was headed to Colorado, and then he got homesick and switched, and now he's going to Louisville. That is a huge get for a guy that averaged. Western Carolina was solid last year. The Catamounts in the uh, in the uh, the Southern the SoCon, I think that's a big get. And then they also bring in a all American, uh junior college guy in L. Ellis. It's going to be interesting
1: to see how these all pan out. Um, well, if anybody has experience in doing that, it, it is Mac. Cause in, now it seems like they're the opposite of Florida state every year. They have huge roster turnover, a ton of transfers coming in. I, I agreed that those four guys, you mentioned the, the uh, returners, or I think you mentioned three of them. The fourth would be uh, Malik Williams, who he was still solid five points per game, six rebounds per game. Those guys at least form a solid nucleus. They're 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 not going to star players. They're not going to be playing at the next level, but they're good college basketball players. They've been around the block a couple of times. And as long as, you know, they might need Drod West to come in and be the Carly Jones of this year, uh, which I think he has. Possibly the potential, you know, to do that, and there's also a ton of other plug guys coming in. I will tell you that their their top recruit just tore his Achilles; he's out for the year. Michael James, he was a, a six six wing guy, top seventy five recruit, so that hurts. I think that just happened in the last week or so. Um, so uh, I think I like Louisville. I think they're. Um, I think there might be a better version of last year's team that went to the NCAA tournament. Uh, They're going to be a much better scoring version of it. I can tell you that just from the transfers.
0: Now I was putting them at tier two, hoping that everyone else would agree with me and everyone else. I mean you. So then I could say, Hey, they're going to be a sleeper team. I think they could really
1: compete to, to win the, uh, the ACC this year. I really do. I think they'll be in the top five. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe second or third, I don't have them winning it, but that's not that far fetched to think. So, I mean, once, once again, a lot of new faces, that's going to be a reoccurring theme here, how quickly they can gel. But Chris Mack does have experience. I think we, we both like him as a head coach. So uh, I, yeah, I think this, this roster looks appealing. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Keep an eye out on the Cardinals. All right, folks. I want to tell you the college basketball experience is brought to you by prop swap America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. The MLB playoffs are in full Swing and PropSwap is your home for the best World Series futures all season long. Prop swappers have been finding the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other betters like yourself. Use that promo code SGP on the first deposit and Prop Swap will double it up to five hundred dollars. Double the cash means double the odds, people. If you love sports betting, you need to be using Prop Swap. Every ticket on uh, purchased on Prop Swap can be resold at any time. This is why it's great because your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just has to improve. Uh, think of it like a stock market. Thousands of betters across the country are shopping uh, for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today, today by going to PropSwap.com and da- or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, we got done talking one of my surprise teams, and if you listened to us last year, um, this was one of our surprise teams, the Miami Hurricane, and I think when you when you analyze this team perhaps could they be a surprise look last year, (laughs) injuries, opt outs. They didn't live up to what we thought they could be. Not at all, at all. Uh, But I wonder when you look at this year's team, I I feel like they could surprise. that. Could they, I don't want to look, they burned me last year, but when you look and see Isaiah Wong, that guy's a baller. He's back. Cameron McGusty back. Anthony Walker played good for them then they bring in Charlie Moore, the veteran from DePaul guy was lighting up the big East a little bit last year. They bring in Jordan Miller. This guy was a, uh, All a, a 10 player, 16 points a game, six boards from George Mason. They got a top hundred crew recruit, uh, recruit and Jakai wrote Robinson coming in. Nick talk me down from,
1: from saying Miami's could, could surprise this year. I might be with you there again. I mean, you know, not not a whole lot of teams can can bring back three upperclassmen, very good players like McGusty, Wong, and Walker. Uh, that's a very good start to any team. Uh, they also get Wardenberg back. He missed all of last year. He's a a solid contributor. Um, the The glaring weakness here is the front court. They are very thin up front. I mean, Walker is, is six nine power forward. I'd say I'd I'd argue that. I mean, he's their only big man really. They have no true center on this team. I don't know where they're going to get front court depth. I don't know who's going to help him on the boards, Uh, but the backcourt is very good. And uh, this team is going to probably play pretty fast place, uh, fast paced. They're going to play a lot of small ball. they will probably shoot a lot of threes. Uh, I think they're a dangerous team, just not complete.
0: Well, they shoot a lot of threes. They can't afford to shoot 29%, which they did last year from three. Now I get it. All these guys were injured. I'm telling you, I was I forget where I was reading this. I want to say he had like fifty different starting lineups last year. I know Wong and
1: McGusty yeah. specifically missed a lot of time.
0: Obviously not fifty, but I'm saying like I, I want to say that he had Jimmy Laranega had to battle this and have different starting lineups every other day, it seemed like, whether it was COVID, whether it was opt-outs, whether it was injuries. Um and I think they could be a dangerous team. You're right though. I mean, obviously you run about wonder about the front court. But they got to shoot the three ball better. If they're going to, if they're going to make this transition, maybe Charlie Moore provides that maybe, you know, uh, the team just is shooting better this year. I don't know, but um, it's going to be interesting to watch the hurricane. Cause I'm going to double up and say they could surprise this year.
1: I'm going to uh, call for them to make the NCAA tournament. Wow. That's um, that would be a stretch. I think so I guess that would lead me to ask you how many ACC teams make it. And and maybe that's something we can answer towards the end when we're kind of giving our recap. But um, that would definitely surprise a lot of people. Miami or Georgia Tech? Who's better this year? Miami. Okay.
0: Miami or Clemson?
1: Probably. uh, I mean, I want to say Miami, but Clemson just seems to always overachieve. Where you could argue Miami's been the opposite, Uh, but I'll ride with you. I'll say Miami right now.
0: I just think they could be dangerous, man. I could uh, this next team right up the road from you in Raleigh, North Carolina, is the NC State Wolfpack. Kevin Keats enters year five. Talk about hot seat. Um, He brings Helms back, who's their their leading scorer from a season ago, at thirteen points a game, five boards. Manny Bates is back. Thomas Allen, uh, Cam Hayes, Sebron. Uh, they got some experience coming back. But they also have a couple of transfers that are interesting. Casey Morsel from Virginia. This guy was a top sixty recruit. He only averaged four and a half points a game at Virginia, but they only averaged like forty-two points as a team. So um, maybe that's decent. And then Greg uh, Gant coming in from Providence, four points, three boards. They also have a top one hundred recruit in a forward named Ernest Ross coming in at number 69 recruit in the country. What do you make of NC state?
1: Well, you know, first off they lose Devin Daniels and DJ Funderburg, their best uh, guard and best big man last year. So that's going to be a lot to overcome. Um, I like Hellums a lot, but, you know, I'm not sure if he's ready to be their best player, their go-to. Um, and then some of the other guys, I mean, Allen and Hayes, they they're solid, you know, Manny Bates on the interior has shown flashes. He just needs to be more consistent. I don't know. I, they, they, they definitely need more soul to come in and ball out. And then they're going to need help from uh, some of the freshmen or the Providence transfer. Overall, I'm not sure what to make of this NC State team. I think they'll probably be kind of what they've been almost every year, and an NIT uh, team, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm on and board. I, here. I like Keats. I like him, but um, he hasn't shown me an ability to to really, you know, get the most out of his team. If anything, I think they, they've had some talent too, and I think they've underachieved a little bit. Consistency has always been an issue. <laughs> At NC State, they'll, they'll, they'll get up and beat Duke. Then they'll go on the road and lose to Wake the next game or something, you know? So, um, yeah, until they show me something else, you know, prove it to me first. I, I have them missing the NCAA tournament. Let me ask you this. So, I, I guess you've answered it. You think Miami's better than NC State? Too? I do. I do.
0: Uh, I mean, the only thing is NC State's got a better home court environment than Miami. So maybe that can get you a win or two that you're not expecting. But I think Miami's a yeah. flat out better team. I think they're a better yeah. coach team, too. Yeah, he's I mean, You might be right. Uh let's talk. Uh, the North Carolina tar heels, Hubert Davis year one, Nick, and we know he's been recruiting really well for next year. Um, but this is an interesting team. This is a very interesting team there. First off this team was a rebounding force a year ago. Can they do that again? Oh, Are,
1: they, they always were under Roy Williams. Yeah.
0: Armando Bacot is back 12.3 points a game, 7.8 rebounds. And then you look at the guard play, Caleb love RJ Davis. I know they also return leaky black. I know he's not a guard, but I'm saying that is the perimeter player. Yeah. That's four players right there that uh, were solid contributors a season ago. They also bring in, I think circle this one, Dawson Garcia from Marquette. I was impressed by this kid a season ago at Marquette also they brought in Brady manic a big man Sam Perkins to the white Sam Perkins uh this guy just is a big man that just shoots threes uh he's not the white Sam Perkins because Sam Perkins was once really <laughs> athletic but uh he averaged 10.8 points per game at Oklahoma a season ago interesting transfer there Justin I McCoy, don't think
1: we're gonna, uh, can, uh, yeah Brady Manick's not big smooth come on
0: yeah he's more like Matt Bullard. All right. <laughs> uh, Justin McCoy transfers in from UVA. Uh, this guy was a pretty decent recruit that just things weren't working out down there in Charlottesville. He's coming in. And they also uh, the, the, I keep hearing about DeMarco Dunn, this four-star freshman that has been impressive uh, thus far. Nick North Carolina final four and Hubert Davis's first year. What do you make of the Tar Heels?
1: Oh, no way. They're not going to make the NCAA tournament. They, they'd be lucky to make the NIT. <laughs> In all seriousness, I'm joking. I'm, I'm actually. I it pains me to say it. This this team has me a little nervous right now because I think they might be. I, actually, I'll, I'll say it right now. I think I have them winning the ACC regular season. The Dawson Garcia pickup, I think, it was huge. That's huge. So, huge. and also, I mean, just to get um, Love and RJ Davis back. I mean, that's, this is a, a five star and a four star who started as freshman last year. To get your your backcourt complete and returning, and then to have a guy like leaky black can come off the bench with the experience. And then Kerwin Walton, who's just a very dangerous three point shooter, the perimeter set. And then when you have a front court where you can go with, you know, Baycott is a beast Uh, with Brady Manning, you can do a lot of things with off the bench. And then Dawson Garcia who led Marquette in scoring a year ago, Uh, really the only question mark, uh, the, the question mark is not with the roster. The question mark is with a guy who's never been head coach before. Um, so far it seems like I think Hubert Davis is gonna be good. You know, at first I was on the fence just because I mean, you know, how can you have confidence in a guy or faith in a guy who's never been a head coach before, right? Yeah. Duke is facing the same thing next year. Should John Shire's never been head coach before. I like what Hubert Davis is doing so far. Uh, and not that's not just uh, that, that includes recruiting, but you know, just I, I've seen some practices and stuff like that. He, he seems, I think he's going to be a good coach. It pains don't, me to see. Don't say. you
0: love seeing these former players step up and go to their spots, whether it's Woodson at Indiana, Juwan Howard, Shire, which is going to be Duke's next guy, and then, uh, and then
1: uh, uh, Hubert Davis here. We all grew up watching these guys play, you know, some some of them are older some of them shires, not even that old, but uh, yeah, it is cool that they're they're going back to their Alma mater and uh, coaching. But I think this USC UNC team can be very dangerous Uh, just with the experience returning. And then some of these uh, new pieces also, uh, that's why I do have them winning the ACC regular season. And they, their, their ceiling is also a potential final four.
0: I mean, this guy's talking, he's a Duke fan telling you that, you know, Something's going crazy in college basketball. All right. This next uh team, I think Nick alluded to them, and I think they uh are a team that is totally on my watch list. And this is another one that I, I think c- you could see them in the NCAA tournament. And that is the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Keep an eye out on Mike Bray's squad. Sure they're guard heavy. Uh I mean they return hub. Uh they return Wirtz. They return Ryan. They return Goodwin. Uh, Lazowski. I, I knew you were waiting on the. Well, that's uh, hard the forward. That's the forward. Yeah, <laughs> okay. that's the forward. I was going through the guards. They also bring in, uh, Paul Atkinson Jr. Nick from Yale. This guy was Ivy League Player of the Year in 2019. Remember last <laughs> year the Ivy League did not play basketball, and they have the number 111 recruit coming in, and Blake Wesley, another guard talk me off of uh, the hill of uh, South bend and of the fighting Irish getting into the NCAA tournament. I think they might be a tournament caliber team. And I think they could be sneaky. Good.
1: Yeah. I'd rather have the pick. I'd rather pick them to make the tournament than Miami. Um, and you're right. I mean, the, really the only guy I've they lost was John Durham, which I mean, he averaged 10 points a game, five rebounds a game, but he was a, a big piece in that front court. You need your boy, the Yale transfer Atkinson to fill in for him because the front court is a little thin that's kind of how the basketball, the brand or the style of basketball that uh, Notre Dame plays, but Prentice hub is a, is one of the best players in the ACC. And then with Goodwin and Cormac, Ryan, I'm a fan of, and Wirtz and Lazuski. Uh, they probably bring big, bring back the most experience out of any team in the conference. So I do like Notre Dame to make a, a big jump here uh, they finished what 11th in the ACC last year. I, I think they're, they're a top half this year. And I, I do think they go dancing.
0: Wow. There we go. In the name of Pat Garrity in the name of, uh, who are some of those old Notre Dame players? Luke Herring, There we go. <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, I, I really think they're going to be a tough out for a lot of those t- upper, upper tier uh, ACC great. teams. This next team is has me left in confusion. And I'm talking about the Pitt Panthers. I don't know. I mean, they had huge transfer losses. Jeff Capel's bunch. Champagne's gone. Tony's gone. Xavier Johnson's gone. I mean, a lot of key contributors transfer out. Um they brought in transfers. I don't know how their were the like th- how the Panthers will line up. I'm very curious. I mean, Horton, their their guard at average 9 points a season ago. He's back. They got a couple other guards. I got a little Burn. Uh so Sabande, so they got forward John Hughley, guy averaged 5.1 points per game a season ago, but I think the big Players for the Panthers are going to be Jamaris Burton, the Texas Tech transfer via Wichita State, and he he looked good at Wichita State, struggled at Texas Tech, and then uh, Alade- Aladepo from Oakland, who averaged thirteen points, eight point eight boards. Dan Aladepo, I'm probably butchering the pronunciation of that. Um, I I understand they went out and got. I mean, what do you make of this team, Nick? I I, I have a hard time understanding what's going on with all those
1: players leaving. I have a hard right. time
0: understanding the pulse of this team. And if really Jeff Capel will be the coach there next year, I, I'm very, well,
1: he's, he's had a ton of people transferring out. And I mean, you mentioned the four guys that transferred: Champagny, Koulibaly, Bali, uh, Johnson and Tony. I mean, well, if you got, those are all four good players that should, that team should have been doing much better a season to go. I imagine part of the reason why they're leaving is that they lost faith in the program and lost faith in Capel as the head coach. Uh, some of the other guys who their uh, their season-long stats might not be that good, but you know they weren't getting much time until the transfers happened. But Horton, Odukale and Sabande—I mean, they're they're pretty good players. So they're not bad. And then add in some transfers, and you have some talent. But let's be honest, Capel hasn't been able to do anything with talent there before. And overall, roster wise, this roster is not as good as the last couple of years. So they, I think it's going to be a, another long season for Pitt. They
0: might be better defensively than some. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, uh, they also bring in Stony Brook transfer Muhammad Gaye. Uh This guy was uh 10 just shy of 10.7 boards 3.1 blocks he was a American East defensive player of the year could could they be in kind of a grinded out gritty defensive team that that gives people problems that gives teams uh, problems
1: yeah perhaps that's what cable's going for um but I think right now they are probably the second to last team in this conference and I think cable's probably fired ooh.
0: And he's a Duke fan telling you this, guys. All right, I want to tell you that the college basketball experience is brought to you by Prediction Strike. Do you wish you could have had stock on a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Christian McCaffrey? Well, now, Prediction Strike makes it a real possibility. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. It's like Robin Hood and DraftKings had a baby. Prediction Strike lets fans create portfolios of their favorite athletes so they can make money. And get even closer to the game. Don't just bet on your favorite players, start investing in them. Simply download Prediction Strikes new and easy to use app from the App Store or sign up at PredictionStrike.com to create an account and use the code SGPN. Uh, then deposit funds to buy, sell, and hold shares of your favorite players, just like you would with uh, real stocks. The value of players will change based upon a uh, game performance and obviously supply and demand. And you can trade your players or your, your share of your players essentially at any time, as long as the player isn't playing in a current game, sign up with the pro the, with the promo code SGPN to receive a free athlete share your first deposit of $20 or more. And while you're signing, why download apps, get over there and download us. Yes. The SGPN app. It's now live in the app store and Google play store. It's free to download. You'll get all of our access. All of our picks, all of our podcast. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, this is an interesting one. This one made me look like a fool last year. <laughs> the Syracuse Orange men. Yeah. I mean, talk about a team that just made me eat shit last year. Um, and and now we got Bayheim. Um,
1: is this his farewell tour, Nick? That, now we got three Bayheims playing here. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. You know, and, and I think that might be why it is Jim Beheim's farewell tour because he's coaching both of his sons now, or at least two of them. I don't know how many he has, um, you know, and you would think that, you know, maybe once his sons graduate and and move on, he might move on as well. Uh, so it's going to be crazy that you got the whole Bayheim family here playing for Syracuse this year. Yeah, and they lose Dolajai.
0: They lose uh, Kaderi Richmond. They lose Alan Griffin and Quincy Guerriere to Oregon, by the way. Um, It's going to be interesting to see because now you look, you say Jimmy Bayheim that you touched on. Okay, yes, okay. Three of them. And then they get Cole Swider, a Villanova transfer. Interesting there. Um, This team overachieved greatly, in my opinion. They got red hot at the right time, much like they do all the time. They also return Joseph uh, Gerard the third. Remember him? He was he was shooting lights out some too, as well as uh, they they get Jesse Edwards. I mean, Anselm is back at the center spot. Um, I don't, what do you make of this team? I mean, uh, besides the Bay Bayheim and, and Gerard, they're very inexperienced. Yeah. A swider I like as a pickup. I think he'll fit in well. Yeah, they, I agree. They also brought in Samir Torrance, a Marquette transfer. Maybe that can work out. They brought in uh, um, a couple other transfers that that
1: I don't know much well, about. I mean, if you look at uh, the starting five, which I guess would be the two Himes Gerard, uh, Swider, and uh, the other returning big man, the African guy, Sadibe. That's a solid starting five for college basketball. Um, the depth is hurting because of the the players that transferred out. So they're going to need the Marquette guy, uh, the top 25 recruit, Benny Williams to have a nice freshman season. But I would think that this is going to be the same Syracuse we've seen the last few years. Uh, they're going to have some hiccups along the way. It might be like late December. We're going to say this team's trash. They might come on towards, you know, late February or something, but I think it's a dangerous enough team. Cause look, we've seen what buddy Beheim can do. Uh, we're not, I'm not, not sure about Jimmy here, but if he's got, he averaged a lot, you know, um, at Cornell so uh, it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be a fun team to watch with uh, with coach Bay and two of his sons playing uh, so uh, yeah tune into the arrangement this year it should be interesting yeah
0: yeah I mean are they in the NCAA tournament Nick
1: yeah yeah I think I think at this point as long as they're on the bubble I think the committee will take them because of the track record of what they do once they, they make the tournament Yeah. Um, Perhaps that isn't fair to other bubble teams on any given year, but I think they've almost earned that. And you know, with the BayHimes and the storyline, and I mean that gets people to watch NCAA tournament games. And part of the committee, they 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 want to have interesting teams in it, and they're they're certainly one of them.
0: Nothing is over. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing is over for Bayheim. All right. Uh, maybe he coaches till he's eighty five. Who knows? Um, the Virginia Cavaliers are next and this is one to me, uh, they underachieved last year for me a little bit. Well, I mean, I know they got hit with COVID. So they missed, it was unfortunate uh, for Tony Bennett. I like Tony Bennett as a coach. Um, they still won the
1: ACC regular season.
0: Yeah. And what's crazy is like, they, they just didn't look as good as they looked the previous two years, as far as uh, obviously in the national championship, but in the regular season, I mean, uh, and they still we were the sixth best defense in the nation as far as like d- defensive scoring. You know, uh, so maybe I'm just a fool here, but they, you look at the roster, you look at what they bring back. You look at obviously they lost some key transfers, but they got some key transfers. Jaden Gardner from ECU, I'm familiar with him because I, I think he's a baller. And then getting Franklin from Indiana, Armand Franklin, uh, those two in general, I think could be huge pieces to, to add into. We know Keehae Clark's back. He's a gritty point guard. Um, they got Beekman. Patty C. still thinks he's one of the better players in America. <laughs> um, I, and then they they lost some players, but I mean, I, why do I just trust? I just trust what uh, Tony Bennett does here, and I think those tra- those two yeah. tra- transfers.
1: I think those two transfers were so huge, man. Well, I mean, yeah, trusting what Tony Bennett can do as head coach is a good thing. I mean, it's a, it's a smart idea. Uh, they did lose uh, 75% of their scoring, lost their top three scores, lost four out of six guys who scored over a hundred points last year. So uh, it's not going to be the, the same old faces in Charlottesville this year. It's going to be a, a whole new Cavaliers team, which uh, Bennett really hasn't had to do that. You know, usually he's brought in one key transfer, be like a supporting player. Uh, you know, maybe they'll maybe lose a guy or two to graduation, but usually he builds players up through his program and he had three players transfer out uh, Casey Morsell, Justin McCoy and uh, Abdur Raheem. So surprisingly,
0: it's easy to see been, a tide turn,
1: yeah, man, the program's turned. So it's going to be interesting to see how quickly he can put them together. Uh, Franklin and Gardner. I mean, on paper, that sounds like a nice backcourt, you know, especially with key Clark in the, in the mix also.
0: Yeah, I think I think Clark is a uh, is is going to be. Is, the, I think this team will be fine. I think they're actually going to score more than
1: most teams. <laughs> the the uh, defense might not be as good just because the players haven't been in the program that long to learn that that pack line defense.
0: No, I, I mean score more for most UVA teams. Yes, uh, yes. I think they're going to they're going to be doing that. I think uh, fans down in Charlottesville will be, will be doing a little bit of this. Well, I don't get. I, get right.
1: I think so they're going to be able, able to well, two key guys. Cause right now the roster is looking a little thin. So a couple of the returners who they didn't get much burn last year at all. That is Kadin, Shedrick and Cody Statman. Uh, those, those guys need to be contributors or at least one of them does. Um, so yeah, I'm curious to watch UVA. Uh, I don't think they're going to be as good as some of the last couple of years, but this is still, like you said, trust Tony Bennett. They'll, they're, this is still a tournament team. It's still top five in the ACC regular season. So, um, you have to give UVA the benefit of the doubt right now.
0: I agree. And, uh, let's talk their rivals, their bitter rivals, the Virginia tech Hokies, which don't look now, but Mike young, I think you might be able to make the case. He's been doing better than Buzz Williams had been doing. Um, and this team might be his best yet. Now I get it. Tyrese Radford transferred out to to Texas A and M to be with bud, buzz Williams. But when you look at this. Roster and Kiva Luma, one of the best players in the ACC. He is back. He averaged 15.2 points a game, 7.9 boards a season ago, and they went out and got his guy Storm Murphy from Wofford. Mike Young, very familiar at
1: guard here. This guy was a baller at Wofford. Seems like he's been there forever. It seems like the guy's like you know in it his it is late 20s at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then when you mix in some of the other you know Hunter Couture. Um, some of these other guys, Justin Mutz that played big minutes, Alina, uh, however you pronounce them. I forget his name, how to pronounce that, uh, but he was, he was a solid player as well. It's going to be interesting to see how the Hokies do this year. And I don't know, man, I kind of think they're going to be, I think they're going to be an incredibly tough out. I think this team could be very sneaky. Good in Blacksburg. Keep an eye on the Hokies this year.
1: What do you think of this team? Starting five is very good, you know, uh, with Murphy, Aline and Couture in the backcourt. Justin Mutz is just a tough dog of a player, you know, playing that like you know small forward wing position. And then with Aluma as the big man, that that starting five is dynamite. After that, it gets a little iffy, you know, because they lost a lot of guys at transfer with Radford leaving, with with Jalen Cone, with uh, Wabisa Beattie, uh leaving, and uh, the other guy Joseph Bemacili. So for some reason, a lot of the depth bailed out. They're gone. So I'm curious as to what's going to happen here. Uh, they they need some guys to step up. I mean, bottom line, and and then those guys have would are players that haven't played much in their college careers or you know freshmen. So uh, I'm curious as to see what the depth will look like. See if that'll be an issue. Sean just- Sean
0: Padula. Is a guard that might be able to shoot well, that could really benefit, uh, I think, in this offense. Keep an eye out on the freshman Sean Padula.
1: Yeah, they're going to need him because right now, I mean, starting five, they'll, they'll go toe to toe with pretty much anybody in the ACC. But if there's an injury or foul trouble, something like that, could spell the Hokies' trouble. But I still like the squad. I still think they're dancing. Sweet sixteen. Potentially, I, I I need to see that that bench. Provide something. I need to see a couple guys step up. Maybe it's that guy, Padulia, that you mentioned. Um, but right now, I would say, you know, maybe they win a game in the tournament. Do, do they beat Virginia this year? Yeah. I think uh, they usually split, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, yeah, sure. I think uh, Hokies will win in Blacksburg and uh, UVA in Charlottesville.
0: There we go. You heard it here first. Mike young doing a great job. All right. The final team to talk about here in the ACC is the wake forest demon Deacons, Steve Forbes, bunch and Steve Forbes, tough first year, six and 16 overall, but it's always tough when you're coming in with during the middle of a, of a pandemic. Uh, so I hear, I got to talk to those coaches back in what 1921 or whatever, <laughs> but um, uh, I really think he was a, he's a decent coach. I really think, I mean, it's hard to, to analyze this team because talk about transfer portal. This is one where you just try to make sense of, of all the, 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 the pieces that are coming in here in Winston Salem, because I actually think he's a good coach. And that's why I'm kind of bullish on them to be much better this year, just because it's another year in the system. And I think the, 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 some of these transfers could really, uh, pay off for him. Look at Dallas Walton at Colorado. I like Dallas Walton. I thought he was, I was shocked. He transferred. Thought he was going to step up, and be a key player in, in Boulder this year. That was a big get. Then he goes out and gets uh, Jake LaRavia L- 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 from, uh, from Indiana state who scored 12.3 points a game, six boards, probably butchering his pronunciation of his name. But uh, you mix that with Davion Williamson and some of these other guys, he's uh, the East Tennessee state transfer, very familiar, played with Forbes. Mario Monsanto, and I think this ought, this team might be better than we're giving them credit for.
1: Dude, we're agreeing too much here. Uh, you know, first off, yeah, they might only be returning like four key guys, but that is three out of their top four scores from a year ago, and in Ingram, Musius, and Williamson. And then the other guy is the uh, there was a the true freshman point guard, Carter Witt, who's actually grew up right down the road. For me, he, he went to the same high school that, that my kids will go to when they're uh, that old. So, um, and I think, you know, he struggled some as a, as a true freshman, but I think he has potential to be a nice ACC point guard down the road. So he got a nice little nucleus there of four key returners who are solid basketball players and mixing them in with, you know, like you mentioned the Dallas Waltons or the uh, Kadim size or the Alondas Williams. I think this team could be a little dangerous kind of flying under the radar. I don't think they're a tournament team, but I think uh, they could make a nice step up and get to middle of the pack, maybe bubble-ish a little bit. Uh, and, and and I think that's you know will be trending in the right direction for the Wake Forest program if that can happen. Yeah, I'm
0: excited to watch them and see. I, I don't think they'll make the tournament either, but I think this is the first step. And maybe next year they're 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 dancing. But I don't know. It's going to be fun to watch them. I think they're going to be an exciting team to watch. Uh, night in, night out in the ACC. All right, let's get to it. I want, I want those rankings. I want that pilot. All right. right. You have North Carolina winning it already. Yes. You know what? I'm going to take a shot. I'm going to, I'm going to take a, uh, a flyer on the Louisville Cardinals. Really? I feel like no, what am I doing? I'm taking Virginia.
1: They do it. (laughs) They do it every year. They
0: do it every year. I, I, they're going to, they make you play their game. Tony Bennett yeah. is one of the best coaches in America for a reason. Give me the Cavs to get this thing done and win the regular season. They just make you play their game. They're gonna have to. Play. Yeah, I get it. They they they're gonna be probably better offensively than they traditionally are, and worse defensively. But I still think Tony Bennett's system will work, and I like the fact they got a veteran point guard. Give me the Wahoos to win the ACC.
1: Well, uh, recent history would, uh, would, would back that up. I'm going to go up. I already mentioned UNC. I'll follow it up. I'll give you my top five to start things off. Then you give me your top five. Okay. Uh, UNC, Florida state, UVA, Duke, Louisville,
0: UNC, Florida state, UVA, Duke, Duke,
1: Louisville.
0: Interesting. I'm going to go UVA one. I'll back you with UNC two, and then I'll go Louisville three. I'm gonna take Duke
1: four, Florida State five. So we have the same five, just a little bit different order. Six is who? Virginia Tech.
0: Man, I feel like they're probably gonna be better too, but I think I got to agree with you there. Uh, seven. I'm gonna take a flyer on Notre Dame.
1: I was gonna do the same. Eight, Miami eight Syracuse.
0: I got him ninth. So who do you want to go?
1: Clemson ninth. Miami 10th.
0: Yeah. I got my Clemson is my 10th.
1: NC state 11th. I'm going to take a flyer on wake 11th. I'll say wake 12th. Georgia tech 13th. I think Pitt, I, BC,
0: I got to go Georgia tech 13th as well. And then I guess we agree there, Pitt and BC last Could we look like fools? Miami you made know, me look like a fool last year. What were you going to say? So
1: I'm going to say that maybe the ACC is a little bit better than I thought. I would say that right now they don't have like a top tier, like top five in the country school, but they might have a, a handful of top 15 in the country. So maybe maybe I was a little. How many you know, teams are getting in? Uh, I think I had uh, Syracuse as the number. What do I have them at? Uh, no, well, I think eight eight schools get in for the ACC.
0: That would be that would be your eight there. Syracuse being the last one. Clemson not in. Go. Miami not in. NC State not in.
1: There you go. Perfect.
0: I'm gonna call for nine. Okay. I call for nine. So. Uh,
1: there you have it. I think they're gonna have Any- a, a bounce back here a little bit. And 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 a final four team for you. I'll take a flyer on North Carolina and Hubert Davis. I'll take a flyer on Duke and Coach K going
0: out with a bang. I got Duke losing uh, to North Carolina in the elite eight.
1: <laughs> oh man. Dude, they've never played in the NCAA tournament. That would <laughs> that, that'd be wild. That's a way to go out, right? Well look No the losing to UNC would not be a way to go out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what I mean, though. It's like well, what a way to go out. um I got you. Uh, look, guys, we're going to have you covered on the college basketball experience as the season ramps up more previews, more breakdowns that we will be ha- I'm going to have a daily show six days a week, Sunday being the only day you're not gonna be able to hear my filthy face. All right. Uh, uh, every day of the week, I'll be talking college basketball, giving you the best bets each day. And wow. uh, yeah, that welcome to the college basketball experience. Tell a friend there's nothing like college hoops. Look, I've said this forever and I, I really mean this. We, we love college football. I, I Look, I, I love all these sports. We I watch baseball, basketball, football. My favorite is college basketball. And Nick, Nick, uh, I think agrees with me here. Co-signed. Let's do this. The fact you get it seven days a week, and then when the, there's nothing better than the NCAA tournament when it comes to postseasons in sports. So if we're going to have you covered here. Subscribe to the College Basketball Experience. Tell a friend and get that SGPN app. Yes. It's free to download. You'll get all of our picks. Did I mention the fact me, Patty C, and NC Nick have handicapped every single Division One college basketball game for the past four years? Never had a losing season. That includes our locks, way over five hundred. We give you all that for free on the SGPN app. Get that app, uh, and when you do, give us a five-star review on that app. Say some nice things about us, and if you do that, take a screenshot on your phone. Find me on Twitter at the Colbd. Follow me. Show me that shit, and I will send you a college experience T-shirt. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K Patty C's on Twitter, at Patty C 831, Terrell, Terrell Furman Jr. is on Twitter at really rel underscore underscore. You'll know all of them. The more you listen to the college basketball experience and also remember to follow the college basketball experience on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Yes. And the sports gambling podcast network at the SGP network. Follow all those. Check out the Slack channel as well. This is the college basketball experience, ACC preview. You better start thinking about yours. And we have